0: Welcome everybody. Could I get your attention? We're going to get this program underway and it's going to move fast. So we appreciate the networking and the conversation and the drinking and eating. Please continue it. Enjoy it. Um, we've got nine candidates here. Uh, I think five are in, six, seven. There's, seven. They're, they're all in the room. Most are in the room. And uh, we've got to we've got to do this quickly because they actually have a debate tonight. So I just want to go through a couple of things. And if you hear Mecca and the Gong, please take a moment to quiet down. Shh. Now we got now we got it. Okay, thank you. I'm Dan Gibbons. Uh, I'm the CEO of the City Club of Chicago, and I'm I'm so honored to welcome all of you, members, guests, and of course our uh, our mayoral candidates. Uh, sh- And there's plenty of time after for networking, eating, and drinking. So thank you for your attention. Again, I'm Dan Givens, and uh, on behalf of our Board of Governors of the City Club of Chicago, uh, we've got Omar Dagestani here from our Board of Governors, Omar from Stiefel. Uh, Francis Kao is here, and I hope she makes her way this way, Francis. Thank you for in a couple of minutes. Uh, And then, of course, we have our chairwoman, Jackie robinson Ivy, who you'll see momentarily, Northern Trust. Thank you all for being here. really want to thank our sponsors. You'll see them on the signs. You'll see them in person. Uh, Stiefel, of course, Clayco, Mayor Brown, some real uh, incredible corporate citizens here in Chicago. We also have Cabrera Capital, Globetrotters Engineering, uh, George's and Sinawiki, and Omar's here uh White and company and, and Pat Cermak, and Wendalko. Uh thank you all. That's because of this and your faith in the city club and the fun things that we're gonna be doing uh, in the future, we're able to put these sorts of things on. And uh as as I like to say and Jackie always jokes, there's so much more to come. Um, but this is a special night. This is different. We've never done anything like this. And I will mention a couple of uh disclaimers if you will. Uh, we've shared this with all the candidates. Um, this is a fun evening, right? They have a debate later. We've seen some debates. They're not all fun and games, so this is a little more fun. What we've done is asked each candidate to come up, and and we're going to walk through this whole process in a second, but they're going to come up, and they've got under five minutes to talk positively about their view for the city and why they should be mayor, and each of this each candidate right i'll look at, look at as many of them as i can have agreed to this um in case that doesn't happen again we have mecca perry <laughs> so mecca from mecca elevated is going to keep us on time and on track and if you hear that gong candidates i'm sorry your time is up it's time to get to your debate so uh, what I'd like to do, thank you again, Mecca, for being here. Mecca has a great company, and you'll see, uh, on the, uh, on, on the, uh, tables here, you've got the little QR codes that can guide you to Mecca's, uh, business, which is called Mecca Elevated. I'd also like to, uh, thank Beverly Phonomart and our DJ for a little, little extra music at City Club. We don't usually do this. Uh, Shantala. Kabanovan. Chantala, thank you so much. Um, and then what I'd also like to do is invite to the stage our, 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 MC for the remainder of the evening. Um, I hope you, many of you have a drink. Um, Alpana Singh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll get that. Alpana Singh. Uh, is gonna guide us through the rest of, of this evening and, uh, and she also, crafted a
1: cocktail. I did. Well, thank you. Good afternoon, early good evening to everyone. I'm so excited to be here as your mistress of ceremonies. Uh, I had a friend visiting from out of town yesterday. He said, oh, I'm going to do this thing at the City Club tomorrow with the the mayoral candidates. He goes, I didn't realize you're so into politics. I said, I'm a Chicagoan. It's how we socialize, politics. It's our love language. Our sport. (laughs) It's our sport. And so, very excited. So, yes, uh, we have created a very special cocktail for the City Club and also for this evening it's available at the bar and it's called my kind of town and it's a take off of a manhattan but a chicago twist because chicago's let's face it we're better than new york right (laughs) and so it's made with coval bourbon it's got a little dramboy and some bitter so if you love a manhattan or even if you like an old-fashioned please check that cocktail out it's to the spirit and i'll tell you it's strong because uh, Chicagoans are strong, strong like our winter. So we need something that's going to warm us up. So I hope you enjoy that tonight. And then
0: you go check out Alpena's restaurant. Yes, come so see me at Koval, restaurant. Koval uh, booze is in there. The Koval is is local. Mecca so, is owned local. Distillery, local. Woman on distillery.
1: It's in Ravenswood.
0: Shantala and and Mallory all local. We're we're doing some fun things by highlighting local businesses. So please uh, take it away, Alpena. I know we're going to do a toast in a couple minutes. Why don't we walk through? Okay. Um,
1: so just to reiterate the format because it is very different from what we've been seeing on TV today. And what we don't want tonight is we don't want the State of the Union. That we all saw the other day, right? You know, we want to keep it civil. We want to keep it nice. So the idea is why should you be mayor, not why the other person should not. And so my friend Mecca here is going to, if it gets a little negative, she's going to ring the gong of negativity. And that's a signal to keep it nice, right? You'll have plenty of time later on this evening to, to go hard. Uh, and then also you're going to hear a gentle little chime. So th- there we go. That's sort of the 30-second warning to kind of wrap it up. Um, other than that, that's sort of the play. So they have five minutes to state their case, and we're going hit- to get through all nine of them. So this evening. So all right. But before we begin, here's a toast to all of us. Here's a toast to all the candidates. I know how taxing yeah. this must be on you and your families. And, and Francis, all if you could come you, on regardless up. Regardless of platform, have one thing in mind, and that's to make Chicago the best city that it can possibly be. So thank you. You're here. Cheers. Cheers.
2: Cheers. 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 Cheers.
0: <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. Enjoy.
3: Take it
1: away. Our, oh, is it is strong. Oh. Strong like bull. <laughs> strong like the bulls. All right, ready to go? Okay. So, and this is in no particular order with the candidates. Just want to have that transparency of faith. Of, um, Fairness. So the first candidate that we're going to hear from this evening is neighborhood advocate Jamal Green. So welcome, big round of applause for Jamal Green. There he is. All right, terrific. Welcome. Welcome. There you go, sir.
4: All right. All right. How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? Thank you guys for being here and coming to be informed. <clears throat> um, you know, we are number one on the ballot, so I'm, I'm glad to to go first. You don't have to scroll. Just hit that first name. You see. Um, it is so important that we have a leader with vision and not just another politician with memories. We have to change our city of Chicago. And it's not going to happen by taxing our way through It's going to be by growing the city of Chicago with mass investment. I'm running for mayor because I'm tired of the politicians of the old continuing to do the same things over and over again, making this a place where people don't want to stay, making it a place where people want to leave the city of Chicago. We need a new leader. An international leader that can lure folks to the city of Chicago because they are excited about the pathway forward. We talked a lot about mass investment in our campaign. How we would use a single family mortgage bond to back home loans so we can increase uh, a home ownership throughout the city of Chicago. We talk a lot about how we're going to invest back into the city with one of our economic engines. How we're going to create a public bank. We're going to create a public bank in the city of Chicago and invest in home loans, invest in small business owners and make it uh, all of the profit that comes back to that bank goes right back to city services. We're going to have an economic engine right here in the city of Chicago. But we also talk about how we're going to stabilize downtown. The vacancies on the mag 30 percent higher. This is uh, a travesty. And we talk about how we want to revitalize the Mag into a, a strip of experiences, a place where people actually want to come. We have the opportunity to really turn our city into a city where everybody want to come to and increase the population right here in the city of Chicago. But it's going to take a leader with vision, not just another politician who is uh, using their stump speech that they practiced in the mirror last night. We need change in our city. And I'm asking for your vote because our future depends on it. My kids futures depend on it. I'm a father of three boys. Now I have multiple companies. I want to give a big shout out to what some of the people are doing uh, here in the city of Chicago. A thousand new homes. Right. From United Power on the west side. Our solar panel. Our solar panel company is partnering with them to do solar on all of those manufactured homes. We have to make sure that we're filling 50,000 manufacturing jobs in the city of Chicago. Our young people need the investment. We should have trade and tech hubs and certifications all throughout our schools. So our young people have alternatives. We're going to have apprenticeships for young people that the city will pay for 13 and up so that they have uh, uh, an opportunity to learn new skills. We have such a unique opportunity in our city to bring our city together. And that's not going to be fighting against businesses because small businesses and large businesses are the, the hearts of our community to create opportunities. That's not going to be fighting every level of government. It's going to be working with every level of government. We need collaboration right now more than ever to create a better future for our kids. And that's why I'm asking for your vote today. Is that five minutes? Oh, I got 30 seconds left. Oh, I got a 30 second pitch now. so i i i I plea with you guys you're gonna hear a lot of statements from a lot of candidates today most of those ideas are ideas that uh came from me they just want to be the older versions of me there's a lot of ageism going on in this race because they don't think a young person with vision should take the seat but i push you To go and look at our platform. Go to gogreenchicago.com. Go look at the articles. We are the only campaign to present real tangible solutions on how we're going to move our city forward. And we presented more solutions than anybody in this race. And we're willing to stand on our experience.
1: All right. Thank you, Jamal. All right. We're off to a very strong start. All right. right. Next, I'd like to welcome to the stage businessman Willie Wilson. Welcome, Mr. Wilson.
3: Thank you. Look, I'm uh, Dr. Willie Wilson, and I'm uh, a business person. I believe before you can do anything about anything, you got to get rid of crime. Unless we deal with crime and tax it, we're not going anywhere. We have to have law and order in our city. If trying continuous to move the way it's moving, people are not going to come into the city and shop. Businesses are going to have to close doors and leave out. we, we got to get our arms around it. We have to support and will support our police officer in order to bring this thing to, to head. And when we must take then, those one who committing the trying to make sure they're caught. We must do that it must It, it, it will not be about costs and trying to save money when it comes down to getting your arms around this crime. The other thing that we must take to do is to take and uh give rid of all these taxes so that business could come in we got to get the tax lower. In order to, for a business to survive, we must lower these taxes to keep the business here, to bring new business in, and to keep the customers from going to Indiana and shop or the suburban. We, we must do all this. We must get rid of the red light camera. That's another way of taxing. I got a ticket myself, you know. <laughs> and if I complain about paying a ticket when I know I can probably afford it, what about the other people? You know, this city tax taxes so high until it's not friendly to to business. Look, I'm the only candidate that running without a paycheck. I don't want a paycheck. For what? I, I'm putting my heart in this thing to help this city. I don't want a paycheck. I'm not taking big dollars, any dollar from any contribution from nobody. I put six million dollars of my own money into this race. I'm the only candidate that gave away six million dollars into faith mass to help people to have faith mass and to take care of themselves. I didn't charge anybody for it, whether you were rich, poor, or middle class, because there was a need to step up to the plate. Money can't buy people lives, you know? And we must get serious about our city. We must give people the confidence and the hope that you're putting a person in the office gonna look out for you, your taxes, so you can do business the right way. You can attract those new customers, get rid of all the head taxes to make it friendly to business. The way it's city going now with all the taxes, it's driving everybody out of this city. It's not friendly enough. People can't afford to pay these high parking lot fees. You know? It, it, we have to get this thing under control. You know? So I decided to make sacrifice myself in order to be a true servant, a true servant. One must give up self to help others. This is not a black and white thing. This is black, white, Latina, Asian. This is all about that thing. We must bring us together, not be segregated, and-, and get a hold of this whole situation. And so, look, I don't have no fancy uh, big word to tell you because I don't know them, number one. <laughs> But do one thing for me. All I will ask for one thing from you, that is at the end of the day, when you say your prayer at night, remember me. God bless you.
1: Thank you, Mr. Wilson. All right, before I introduce our next candidate, just a very gentle reminder that the only chimes we would like to hear is from Mecca. So if you could silence your cell phones, that would be very much appreciated, just out of respect for the candidates and hearing their message without interruption. All right, our next candidate I'd like to welcome to the stage, State Representative Cam Buckner.
5: Good evening Chicago We're gonna do that one more time. Good evening, Chicago. Good evening. I tell y'all um when I do say my prayers at night, I do think of Dr. Wilson. I hope he thinks of me because six million dollars could help this campaign out a whole <laughs> lot Dr Wilson um but I digress. <clears throat> my name is Cam Buckner, and I am a son of Chicago. I was born and raised in this city. My mother was a Chicago public school teacher here for 33 years. My father was a law enforcement officer here. I went to Chicago public schools. I played in Chicago parks. I left for college. I returned for law school. And I now represent Chicago and It's many of you in this room, at the Illinois General Assembly, from the north side to the south side, from the Gold Coast down to South Chicago, with communities like Hyde Park, Woodline, Greater Grand Crossing, Bronzeville, uh, Washington Park, the South Loop, Downtown, Streeterville, uh, and River North, all in between. I'm running for Chicago, as I've told people numerous times, uh, for the people of Chicago who love Chicago, but want Chicago to love them back. Because this city is special. And we have a tremendous opportunity in front of us to not just be some nostalgic version of who we once were, but to be the city that we have always deserved to be and out of this crisis that we find ourselves in, out of this chaos that we find ourselves in, we must find a way towards triumph. We can win it's what Chicago does you know um Sandberg talked about us as the hog butcher of the world uh the maker of tools, the stacker of wheat, player with railroads and the nation's freight handlers, stormy, stormy, husky, brawling, the city of big shoulders. I fear that we've lost some of our vision uh, and some of our understanding of who we are as a city. And so part of the reason I'm running for mayor is to get us back on the right track, to fix our public safety issue, to make sure that everybody in each each and every one of our 77 communities has safety and justice in this city. To make sure that our young people have a quality education that puts them on par with the people who they are competing with from across the world in this global economy. To make sure that Chicago has the most equitable economic recovery in this country, and that we practice some financial, some fiscal stabi- uh, stability. Excuse me. Uh, to make sure that we have the future of Chicago in mind. Listen, uh, I often talk about the fact that my mother moved to Chicago in September of 1955 from a small town called Drew, Mississippi in the Mississippi Delta. And she came here because in August of 1955, a little black boy from the south side of Chicago named Emmett Till was murdered, lynched, abused, beaten, and thrown in the Tallahatchie River uh, just a few blocks from my mother's home. And when my grandmother and my grandfather saw the news coverage, at that point they said enough is enough. And so they fled Mississippi to come here in search of safety and opportunity. And that same safety and opportunity that my grandparents and my and my mother uh, sought all those years ago is eluding many of our young people today. My grandfather once told me that a parent can only be as happy as their saddest child. Chicago's got a lot of sad children. And as we do the work to move this city forward, we have to do it with them in mind. I have a 14-month-old. And my wife and I talk often about what kind of city we want to leave him. And Chicago can truly be a city where he and all of your children can live. And listen, the last thing I'll say is this, because I don't want to get gonged. (laughs) When we look at how we got here, the truth is that yesterday is not our fault. But tomorrow will be. It's incumbent upon all of us to do what we can to move the city forward. Thank you all. Have a great night.
1: Thank you, Cam. All right. So our next candidate is U.S. Representative Jesus Chuy Garcia. All right, Congressman.
6: (laughs) Just kidding. Good afternoon, everyone. I am uh, delighted to be here with each and every one of you today to just tell you a little bit about my story. I came here in 1965 on a cold February day, not like today, a balmy day, but a real cold and snowy, and the hawk was blowing hard. That was my introduction to Chicago. And I thought it was kind of rude, but it actually woke me up and transformed me. It made me the person that I am today, a grateful, proud Chicagoan. I chose public service out of gratitude for everything that had been provided to my father, who came here to work by himself, and he lived here for almost 12 years by himself. We were later reunited when he got his green card, and he applied for us, and we got our green card, and we came to Chicago. Chicago has been a city that's given my family and I wonderful opportunities. I've had the opportunity to work in the nonprofit sector as a paralegal, as a housing counselor, as an organizer, as the leader of a nonprofit organization, and as a community builder. I got my education and I'm the first in my family to get an education in college thanks to the University of Illinois after I graduated from St. Rita. It took me many years to get a bachelor's degree, but I got my master's degree in this century class of 2002 in urban planning. Okay. And all the while I developed a bunch of relationships with people all over this town, black and white and ethnic and Native American, Everything Asian that you can imagine exists in Chicago. And that's what's made me resilient. That's what made me overcome being shy. And look where it sent me. It enabled me to fight alongside Harold Washington to open up government for all communities. I was a part of a movement to empower Latino and African-American communities, and we opened the doors wide so others too could become empowered and be a part of decision-making. Women were advanced greatly as well as a result. And I've spent nearly 40 years in the trenches in both the nonprofit sector and the public sector, and I am so grateful. I decided to run for mayor because the city is at a critical juncture. And I believe that with all of the experiences and relationships that I have developed in city council, state senate, Cook County board, and the last four years in Congress, that I have the wherewithal to bring Chicagoans together, to tap all of your talent And your aspirations for a better city and bring it all together so that we get Chicago back on track, working in a new way for economic development, for justice, for safety in our communities, for everyone. In the campaign, I've talked to people and I've heard this from everyone. People want to come together in Chicago. My history in building coalitions, multiracial, multiethnic, across faith, across geography, is what gives me the drive to dare to think that we can come together and that together with the resources that have been made possible by the last two Congresses and the White House, that we have the building blocks in Chicago to build a new Chicago rooted in equity, in justice, and in progress, Rebuilding our infrastructure, creating, bringing broadband to everyone, ensuring that we embark on the new industries of the future, green manufacturing and technology, a pipeline of young people into those sectors. That's what will be addressing the root causes of much of the inequity in our city. I'll end with this. This is a moment that Chicago cannot pass by. And as you consider your decision for February 28th, I ask you, think about experience, think about relationships, think about consistency in fighting bad politics and bad government. And as you do that, I hope that on February 28th, you'll be mine and you'll punch nine.
1: (laughs) Thank Thank you. Thank you, Congressman. Alright, we are almost at the halfway point So some of our candidates have just arrived So I'm just going to go down the the rules and regulations So um, you have five minutes And then as you get to the 30 second mark You'll get the chime that it's almost time And then if you go over, you'll get the gong. And then if you get a little too negative, you'll get the gong. And so we don't want the gong. All right. So welcome to the stage next. I'd like to invite the alderman of the Sixth Ward, Alderman Roderick Sawyer. Welcome, alderman.
7: Thank you, and good afternoon, everyone. For those that don't know me, my name is Roderick Sawyer, and I serve currently as the alderman of the 6th Ward and seeking your support for mayor of the city of Chicago. Let's just get down to this. I want to make sure that I do work for you. You all that do know me know that I spend time doing work. I'll make sure that everything gets done that I need to get done. But let me say this, because I think my good friend out there says something about politicians and, and remembering times and one, I'm glad to be old enough to have a memory to just do what we have to do, because it's important. I do remember good times in the city of Chicago. I remember when we had meetings, when meetings would be as full as this room is today in each one of our communities. These are things that I remember. It's not that we're going back, but we want to remember all the best times so that we can get all the best information and bring it in to what's current and what's relevant right now. Now, as related to current and relevant I'm that person that has the most current and relevant government, city government experience in this race. I've spent 12 years doing work and producing for the city of Chicago. When you had a problem with parking meter deals, I didn't talk about it. I filed something and did something about it so that they're no longer a a memory. It's a memory in the past right now. They're no longer here. When we had problems with African-Americans, Latinos, women getting contract opportunities, I didn't talk about it. I filed something and I got something done. We created the SBI and the MBI program for the city of Chicago so that you can bid as a prime without interference from others. And most importantly, most recently, when the city was experiencing a crisis, a crisis in public safety, I didn't talk about it. I went in and got the work done by filing and lead sponsoring the most comprehensive public safety ordinance in the country right now. These are the things that I do for you every day. And what will I do as mayor? I would make sure that we have work on things that we have in common. Let me just talk about this really quickly. We have to find a common denominator where we all can get our arms around and move forward on. I was at a meeting earlier today, and I I, I talked about this, uh, and it was very, very important, in that the two I, uh, the two areas that we neglect the most we talk about it a lot but I think that we neglect them far too often are our children and our older persons. We need to clap it up. Yeah, this, it's worth clapping because it's important. I've I've done violence prevention work way before it became popular. I was doing it in the early '90s, uh, working with street organizations, getting them together, trying to get that crime a uh, number down. What I will say about the toughest guy. In the city of Chicago, he will melt if a little baby walks across in front of him or if you say something about his grandmother or grandfather. This is where we have things in common that we can move forward on. It may not sound that important, but we need to find that common denominator that makes us move in one direction to have a better Chicago for everyone. So when we talk about crime, we talk about public safety, those things are all important. But let's talk about what moves us. What gets us to that position? What moves us forward that makes us passionate about something? And I tell you right now, if someone says something about my mother, I'm jumping across the stage and we're fighting. You say something about my children, same thing. I'm protective, I love them, and I cherish them. I think that I feel you feel the same way. If I said something right now about any one of yours, your family members, you would all come up here and jump on me and and there would be a scene on TV to, to exist. But we want to make sure that we find that commonality, move in a positive direction, do what's necessary for this city. We all know about the crime anxiety we have. We all have it right now. That crime anxiety means that we don't want to come outside. We don't want to come to places. And I'm glad that you all are here today, but far too often... I'll eat my vegetables. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had a flashback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, I just want to make sure that as we're closing again, let's find something that we can all work on together, something that will move us forward, something that's important to each and every one of us. And all the other problems will just seem lame by by example. You know, we talk about crime. We talk about economic development, education. All those things will come into play once we all rally together and work for the common good. Thank you all. I really appreciate the time.
1: Thank you, Alderman. All right. How's everybody doing? All right. All right. Maybe a little little shake here. Okay. Now standing is... uh, You've been standing for a bit, but hopefully the conversation is stimulating, which I think it is, actually. The drinks will help. Yes. It gets the blood flow. So have some of the... um, Have some cocktails. All right, I'd like to welcome to the stage next uh, former Chicago Public School CEO, Paul Vallis.
8: Good evening, everyone. I was actually one of the first to come to the City Club in the days when I had the most horrible comb-over, by the way, until nature set me straight. Look, I'm a lifelong public servant. Uh, My first presentation before... The city club was when I was city budget director. In 1993, the city murder rate was almost 1,000. And when we laid out a budget that actually put into place a community policing plan that had 13,500 police officers on the street, beat integrity, CPD police officers on the CTA and uh, platforms and, and at the CTA stations, I then made another budget address when I was school chief. When I was appointed by Mayor Daly and I took what Bennett had called the worst school district in the nation, and within two years, we were the subject of presidential addresses, praised by three presidents. And then later, I was invited back here when I was superintendent of the Philadelphia Public Schools, invited by Ed Rendell when that school was on the verge of financial collapse and had abysmal test scores, and within six years, you know, dramatic increases in academic performance, financial stabilities. And then I returned again when I was the superintendent of the New Orleans schools after Katrina, where I rebuilt an entire school system and negotiated a $2 billion FEMA settlement with the Bush administration. Now, I'm telling you these stories not to brag or to, or to, uh, relive my resume I'm telling you these stories because these are successes that were not the result of my leadership alone but it was a result of my capacity to recruit people into my administration who were effective and individuals who were drawn from the community when I took over CPS I promoted everybody with from within in Philadelphia and New Orleans I have always drawn from the talent that exists because that's what leadership does Leadership is not a single person. Leadership is a collective. And I've always had the good sense to know what I don't know, to find people who know what I know, what I don't know, and then to empower them to make decisions and empower them to exercise leadership and to support them. And that's what I've always done. So my success has been a collective success. The city is in a leadership crisis now. Every single problem from a Police department that has been significantly degraded to a school system that people are fleeing in record numbers to, you know, to a $28 billion budget because that's all the money that the city controls. That's all the money that the mayor, that the mayor's office controls. A budget that is increasingly inequitable and, and unaffordable is in fact a product of bad leadership from the fifth floor. And it didn't begin with this mayor but I certainly think that it's gotten worse. The bottom line, the bottom line is this city is in a leadership crisis, and that's what I'm offering. I'm offering the type of leadership that I have demonstrated before. You know, about a year and a half ago, I got a call from a number of police officers who said, 2,000 police officers are gonna walk if we go fifth year without our pay raise. And they invited me to come in and to negotiate with fraternal order of police in the city, and I, I knew the city's chief negotiator. We had negotiated all city contracts in the past, and I said I will come in for two re- for on two conditions. Number one, you have to accept the sergeant accountability provisions that had approved, been approved in the sergeant contract, and, and everyone had been clamoring for. It. And you can't pay me because I don't want anybody to question my motivations. We negotiated an eight-year contract without rancor. And there are probably 2,000 to 2,500 more police officers on the street today who would have left had that contract not been negotiated. And I was able to do that after five years because of leadership and because of my approach to leadership, which is collective leadership. That is what I'm offering to the city of Chicago. That is what I'm offering to you. And with your help, I'll be able to get it done. Thank you so much. Um,
1: Next up, oh, I was not ready for that one. All right, next up, Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson.
9: Yeah, you did that one right. Nice. Next time, Big Daddy Kane, I go to work. All right, we'll do that on election night right here. How about that? All right, my name is Brandon Johnson, Cook County Commissioner, representing the west side of Chicago and the western suburbs. I've enjoyed serving as a Cook County Commissioner. But truly, the best job that I've ever had is that of a public school teacher. Started teaching in Cabrini Green, USA, which really captures the essence of the city of Chicago, because my students could see, hear, and practically walk to one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the entire world, while out of their front windows, bulldozers stared them down, preparing to destroy their public housing. And then they had to come into my classroom and discuss the five causes of the American Revolution. Like some of y'all just got bored just that fast, didn't you? (laughs) Could you imagine walking into that classroom when you're hungry and unhoused? Your parents don't have jobs. And this is what the problem has been in the city of Chicago for too long. We have families that wake up every single day who chase down an economy that's behind them while everything in front of them is crumbling. That is the essence of the tale of two cities. So that's why I'm running to become the next mayor of the city of Chicago, to retire the tale of two cities and let's build one story for one Chicago. We can do that. But here's something that is actually quite dear and personal to me is that I am a husband, I am a father. My wife and I have 25 years raising our children on the west side of Chicago and we love Austin. But it is one of the most violent neighborhoods in the entire city of Chicago. We live it. We experience it every single day where we have had to cover our children as gunshots have broken out right outside our front door, having to change a window from bullets that have come through our home. It's not a news story. It's our reality. And so this is why as Cook County Commissioner, I invested over $100 million into violence prevention to deal with the immediacy of violence in the city of Chicago and long-term solutions. We actually have the largest pilot program for universal basic income anywhere in the world, where 55% of those who actually receive that guaranteed income are black and brown women. Do you know we actually can eliminate up to $1 billion of medical debt? I've done that. I've done that work. It was important because here's the thing. Safe American cities all over the world have one thing in common. They invest in people. The city of Chicago needs a mayor who doesn't just simply love Chicago, but love people. I get that from my father as a pastor and a carpenter and a public employee. He raised 10 children in a house with one bathroom. My parents did not have cable growing up, apparently. They just couldn't watch TV, just have babies, Right. <laughs> I learned to negotiate early in life I did but I also know what it's like to come home and that orange extension cord from your neighbor's window to the R home so that our refrigerator was still on I know what it's like to turn the water on and there's no water there it's embarrassing it's hurtful you think you've done something wrong we can change that no one should be too poor to live in one of the richest cities in one of the wealthiest countries at the richest time in the history of the world. We can transform that, you all. We've built two affordable public housing units, affordable housing units, as Cook County Commissioner for seniors. We broke gro- ground on one. Like, we have an answer to this. I remember Jessica Trotter, she's in my classroom. And we were, I was teaching a story about homelessness. A family lost their job, and they had to live with relatives. And Jessica comes up to me afterwards, and she says, Mr. Johnson, am I homeless? I said, I don't know. She says, well, because I'm living with with relatives. We have 65,623 people unhoused. 20,000 of them are, are students. We can shift and we can change that by actually investing in people. That's why I'm the only person who has put together a budget plan so that no matter who you are and where you are, whether you're in Ravenswood or Inglewood, Jefferson Park, McKinley McKinley Park, or Morgan Park, that we actually can shift our economy where no one has to lose at the expense of someone else winning. There is enough for everybody. And yes, the Sun-Times got it right, just like Joe Biden got it right. I do not believe that a wealthy business person should be paying the same tax rate as a teacher and a firefighter. We are going to level up this city, and we're going to make the rich pay their fair share. Thank you very much.
1: All right, everyone, let's, uh, we are, we have two more candidates left. So we are 20 minutes away, roughly, no, not even, 12 minutes away from full-on cocktail time. (laughs) All right, thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, we want to keep on schedule because all the candidates have a debate to get to after this, so we want to be respectful and mindful of their time, as we want to be respectful and mindful of your time. All right, welcoming to the stage next. And we have two more, right? Two more. That's very good. You should be the gong. <laughs> all right, welcoming to the stage, Alderman of the Fourth Ward, Sophia King. Welcome, Alderman.
10: Hello. Good evening. As a teacher, I know, raise your hand and then everybody will get quiet. There you go. Um, So listen, we are truly at a pivotal point uh, in this city. There's a lot of dissension between this administration and the police. And our teachers, 16 of my colleagues are leading. I'll be a mayor that leads with collaboration and not confrontation. I've been showing this over the last six and a half years as alderman, where I led the fight for a $15 minimum wage, where adversaries and activists got in a room together and came out with great legislation that led the nation I'm also leading the former Michael Reese development that's being heralded as one of the most equitable developments in the country where you saw a developer have an upside and the community has an upside with a $25 million commitment to education, 20% commitment to affordable housing on site. I represent one of the most diverse wards in the city from downtown to Hyde Park with Bronzeville in the middle. Cranes are flowing everywhere within that ward. We also understand that we need a mayor that represents the entire city and not just segregated portions of it. Again, I represent a very diverse ward with all of the amenities, Grant Park, northerly Island, museum campus, five times as much lakefront as anyone else. So I understand how to manage the city but the number one request I get no matter where I am because of all of the unwieldy crime is for more police presence. Now I understand that police are not the only answer we need to get to the root causes, but I also understand that we need to stop the false narratives that tear us apart because I do understand that we can uplift our police and hold them accountable Let's really stop those false narratives that tear us apart. We can have safety and justice. We can build downtown and our neighborhoods. We can prepare our kids for college and the trades. I've been showing this over the last six and a half years where we had 1000M, downtown Michigan. Uh, it was a development that was supposed to be a bunch of condos. We had to change when the market changed. And the developers came to me and said, we have to do rental. I had to go back to the community. It was a conversation, though, between all of us. And the community then understood the market is shifting. We have to shift. And now you see 1000M going up. And we shifted with the market. We need to have those conversations with people, not at people. Grown people will go in a room and get things done. That's the type of leadership that I've been able to show over the last six and a half years. Listen, we don't need somebody flying the plane and building it at the same time. Again, we've tried that. We've been there. I have the credibility. I have the experience. And I have the vision to bring us together. This is the greatest city in the country. Yes. Listen, it's affordable. We're not New York. We're not San Francisco. It has diversity. Hell, we have water. The West Coast doesn't have water, but we need a Department of Environment to make sure that we continue to have water. So we are the best city. We need to be the Silicon Valley of the Midwest. As mayor, I will bring that here. All the talent is going to Atlanta. We harness the talent here. We've got the best universities. All of our talent goes somewhere else. We need to make sure that it stays here And a combative nature is not going to get us there. We are going backward with that type of, of, of delivery. So listen, we have choices here, a lot of choices. We've got folks who want to defund the police. We've got folks with law and order. Most people like you and I sit in the middle. We know that we can uplift our police and we can hold them accountable. We can have safety and justice. Listen, an equitable Chicago is a strong Chicago. And a strong Chicago is a safe Chicago. That's the type of Chicago my leadership will bring on the fifth floor. Punch two, February 28th. Let's stop all the noise. Punch two, Sophia King for mayor. Thank
1: you. All right. Thank you so much. And of course, I'd like to introduce our last candidate, the incumbent, Mayor Lori
2: Lightfoot. All right, so this room is having a little too much fun. But that's a good thing. And I, I, I heard that. I heard that. So thanks to the City Club. Thank you all for being here and supporting uh, this important organization. Why do I want to run for re-election? Because the work isn't done. We have endeavored over these last four years to make equity and inclusion real for our city. To make sure that obviously we continue to focus on the things that make us distinct as Chicago. To make sure that the downtown, which is the economic engine, keeps pumping for the whole city. But what we've also done is seen the entirety of the city. South of Roosevelt Road and west of Ashland. And unapologetically so. You've heard me say this before and I believe it to be true. Neglect is not cost free. It shows up. It shows up in what happens in policing. It shows up in our emergency rooms, our jails. It shows up when we don't create opportunity for all of our neighborhoods, all of our neighbors, all of our residents, and particularly when we don't create opportunity to disrupt that pipeline to the streets for young black and brown boys in the city. And I'm unapologetic about the fact that we must continue to drive hope, opportunity, and economic opportunity into all of our 77 neighborhoods. When we went through COVID, one of the toughest challenges that we've faced in probably our all of our lifetimes in this city, how were we able to get through it? We were able to get through it because of preparedness, because of strong leadership. And because all across our city and every neighborhood, we came together, we united as Chicagoans to fight that fight. That work isn't done. And while COVID was devastating and continues to linger in our city, there are so many opportunities that came from that because we had to face the hard truths. We had to face the fact that there are too many people in our city that are poor we had to face the truth that there were too many people living without access to health care. We had to face the truth that there were too many people that were lingering on the margins of our city. And we cannot be a great global city when too many of our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, are not able to take advantage of the things that we and other parts of the city take for granted. We have been through hell and back, but we got through it by being together. Why do I want to run for four more years? As I said, to finish the work? The, to, the foundation that we have laid is strong and enduring, but there's so much more that we can and must do. We've made progress on public safety. And to be clear, I'm never going to be satisfied until we're the safest big city in the country. And I know that many of you are feeling the touch of violence, maybe for the first time in your lives. But we must continue to do the work. We've got to take uh, guns off the street, which our police department is doing every single day with great, um, this is dangerous work, but they're running the danger for our safety. We need to make sure that we continue to hold violent, dangerous people accountable. And when we arrest them, we need to make sure that those people that have been wreaking havoc for far too long are held pre-trial. That's critically important. We cannot have people accused of murder, attempted murder, carjacking, kidnapping, running free on our streets without any regard to our safety. That's critically important. But what I want to say is this there are people who are going to tell you, oh, I've got the answer. Where have they been? Where have they been all this time? If these challenges that we face were simple, we would have solved them long ago. They're not. They're complicated. But with your help and us never forgetting that we are neighbors, there's no mountain that we can't climb. There's no um, valley that we can't forge. There's nothing that we can't do together as a great city united with a common sense of purpose to make this city great for all of us. The gong is ringing. My time is up. Thank you.
1: about a round of applause for all nine candidates. Wish them the best of luck as they continue on in pursuit of the fifth floor. All right, I want to thank all of you for being such an amazing audience. You heard from all nine candidates. Go home. Take no, no, what no, you, no, no. Stay. You got no, for hours. I'm going to say after, but you take whatever information you have. Have conversations with your neighbors. Have conversations with your families. Share with them what you have learned tonight. And with that, uh, thank you all, and I will see you at my restaurant. Uh, it's 831 North State Street. Got to get that plug in. And I'm going to hand the mic off to Danny. Thank you all.
0: Thank you, Alpinah. Thank you, Alpena. We are all, uh, you did close perfectly. Thank you all. We do have a, an hour to go. Uh, the, the de- there's a debate at 6 o'clock. So uh, take some time, have a drink, enjoy some food. The candidates are going to uh, mix and mingle for a minute. Pe- feel free. And uh, you're going to have some great music from Beverly Phono Mart. Thank you, Mecca Perry. And thank you, Alpina Singh. We'll see you back at City Club soon.